son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. What is up, everybody? Today's episode is very special. It's our live show from Brooklyn. That was just last Sunday. It was sold out. It was so fun. This is live from Union Hall. I have never seen Marriage Story. Robert Dean has never seen Joker. And Jean Grey has never seen Cool Hand Luke. Uh, we also have Taylor Guerin and Tommy McNamara. We got some music. It's so fun. Thank you to everyone who came out. Thank you to everyone who's come out throughout the whole tour. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is our live show from Brooklyn. It's I, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. It's so fun. Remember, it's a live show, so it's a little chaotic. The sound's a little different than if we're in studio, but thank you guys so much. And if you're in Los Angeles, we have our live show March 12th. Please come out, Lyric Hyperion, March 12th. Tickets are at lyrichyperion.com. I think that's the website. You can find them on Google. Uh, but yeah, thanks. This is a live show from Brooklyn. Los Angeles, come out, March 12th. Please come out, get the tickets as soon as you can. Let, let's sell it out let, and let's do it. March 12th uh, at Lyric Hyperion in Los Angeles. We've got our next live show. Thanks. Enjoy the live show from Brooklyn. And really, truly, thank you everyone who's come out uh, on this music tour. It's been the coolest meeting you guys after the show is all over. It's been so fun. Thank you to everyone who came out once again. I know I'm rambling on to this show in Brooklyn. So cool. Can't believe we sold it out. So fun. I had a blast. I hope you guys had a good time. Uh, please come out in Los Angeles. I know I'm saying it a bunch. We got Solomon Giorgio, Dave Ross, some special guests. It's going to be so fun. LyricHyperion.com. Thank you so much if you've come out on the tour. It's the coolest. It's so cool to meet people after shows. It's cool to talk about the podcast. It makes me feel great. I hope you guys uh, also feel great. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And see you guys in LA, March 12th. Hey, thanks for coming to Never Seen It, everybody. <laughs> Fuck Yeah. Fucking, we fucking did it. Look at this meltdown I'm already having. <laughs> Truly, I'm battling an air conditioner for placard cards right now. Uh, holy shit, what? Why are y'all here? What is happening? Oh my God. Uh, this is, I, the show is starting apart for the course, everyone. Uh, I feel my energy too. Uh, <laughs> I'm Kyle, I'm your host of Never Seen It Tonight. Thanks for coming out for this live podcast. This is wild. I don't know if people, you can, but laugh, even though it's a podcast, um, or not. Don't take any, that's fine as well. What's everyone up to? Uh, let's talk about me. Uh, <laughs> we got, so this is comedians. If, does anyone not know the show that they're at? You raising your hand, you don't know what's going on? Oh, you've never heard it? Folks, um, <laughs> folks, you've never heard, never seen it? And 
So we got three fun scripts. So basically what this is is comedians rewrite. Oh, it's going to bother me all night. Comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and we read their scripts. And we have three of them tonight, and it's so fun. We got a whole panel who's going to do this this very professionally staged table reading here. We have some musical games. We have some cameos from my father. It's going to be a good time. Like, okay, like me as much as him, please. <laughs> But let's, I'll tell you guys some jokes. I've been uh, on the road with these bands for about a month, and we've been, like, torn around. And what has been wild for me is, you know, it's like we've been all through the south and then over here on the east coast and then up here. and like, It's crazy going state to state, and the laws are very different. You know what I mean? It's like every – like, in North Carolina, you're not allowed to drink unless uh, someone pours it in front. It's very wild. They like It's just because the United States is so huge, and all the states have rights for some reason, and it's very bizarre. <laughs> uh, we all should just agree. I like weed, and I've just been trying to find weed in every city. And I, I'm in California. They give it to you for waking up, and they're just like, it's so expensive to live here. Here you go. And <laughs> – is weed legal in New York? Is it still just... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Someone kicked de Blasio out of here. Um, go eat your fork and pizza. And it's, I feel like in New York, there's like no one knows the weed. You just start, you smoke, it's, but if you're confident, a cop will leave you alone. And confident and white, a cop will leave you alone. And like... But everywhere is different. Every, we were in South Carolina. Their laws are not caught up. At, that was like, is weed legal here? And someone was like, we just integrated schools. And I was like, oh. So where do I get it from? Um, I'm going to interrupt a second grade class. It's, in Georgia, I went and I had dinner with my friend's family. And I was just joking. I was like, hey, is your family racist? And he goes, which race? And I was like, you could have said yes. You just could have said yes. This isn't a constructed response situation, but I appreciate you. Um, well, all right. That was enough, I think. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the fucking podcast, you guys. This makes me so happy that people come out to and listen to the podcast, which is incredible to me, and cause I wouldn't. <laughs> But thank you, and we have, I'm so, I think we just get, because it's going to be so fun. We got some games, we got some dad, we got three scripts, and let's just, uh, we know how it works, we're going to read it, I'm going to explain it again for some reason, and then I'm going to continue to have this small meltdown I'm having throughout the show, and everyone will be like, that is about right. Uh, maybe we'll make that four instead of five stars on iTunes, and... Oh, and I got some buttons that I'll, you, for a dollar, come up to me after this. Uh, this is how unorganized. I have a ton of stickers. They're just in luggage somewhere else. But then I have these, thank you. These buttons, they're, they only exist here tonight. If for a dollar, even, they'll just be just, you know how transactions work, and just come get it after the show. Preferably from the non-dented bag. Um, so here, I'm going to sit down. I hear you guys back there. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys about the movie I've never seen. I've never seen Marriage Story, uh, and I rewrote Marriage Story. Uh, clap if you have seen Marriage Story. <laughs> Did no one enjoy it who saw it? No? Okay, well, we'll talk about, we'll recap a little bit afterwards, but let's get our, uh, fuck it, let's get our cast up here. Give it up for the cast. They're right back there. Uh, uh, first up, first I'll bring everybody up. First up, very funny, uh, Tommy McNamara. Give it up for Tommy McNamara. 
All right, working our way down, uh, one of our authors tonight as well, and a stalwart of the show, who I like to say always does the last script at every live show that leaves everyone feeling really fucking weird. Please give it up for Gene Gray. Give it up for Gene. Uh, also an author we have here tonight. Please give it up for Robert Dean. And finally, playing more roles than we've ever had someone play throughout a show. Please give it up for Taylor Guerin, everybody. Okay, here we are. I have never seen who who out of us has seen a marriage story marriage story? Uh, Nobody? I did. You I saw, saw it? it. It was the first time my girlfriend met my parents was the four of us saw marriage story <laughs> in a theater. It's a true story. <laughs> and then at a very quiet dinner after. <laughs> Uh, so we're all going to drive separate to dinner, right? We're all going to drive separate to dinner. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, great. We got our characters here. Let's uh, let's do it. I've never seen Marriage Story. Here we go. I'm sorry about the amount of exposition that there is in this. Um, here we go. Marriage Story. Never seen by Kyle Ayers, but based on what Kyle assumes the movie is probably about, having seen that one Noah Baumbach movie where neurotic creative artist type lead characters get into arguments that have been boiling over for years. <laughs> I forget which one that one was. <laughs> Cast of characters. Emerson, played by Adam Driver, some sort of artist. I'm going to say writer. Something that lets his dialogue, which will, I will completely be unable to replicate, <laughs> flow in a way where it sounds like Aaron Sorkin wrote real people. <laughs> Married to Carol. Carol, played by Scarlett Johansson, a half-Korean, half-African-American woman. <laughs> portrayed by Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Also an artist. I'm going to say sculptor, she, so she speaks more metaphorically. Then Patricia, played by Laura Dern. I think I saw a clip in the Oscar montage that showed Laura Dern plays a lawyer, so she's a lawyer. Uh, boy, played by some boy. Emerson and Carol's son, currently unemployed. Because he's a boy. The character, this card, fucking. All right. That Scarlett Johansson thing was funny. <laughs> Very good. Like when I wrote it, I was like, that's going to be really funny. Here we go. That's the funniest part of the script. I really should have buried it. <laughs> it's a fucking hefty script, too. Interior, chapel, upstate New York, day, wedding bells ring. Emerson and Carol are married. The ceremony is happening in upstate New York, which, according to movies like this, is basically the only place in the world. <laughs> Tonally, this feels a lot like a Woody Allen movie, except you're allowed to enjoy it still. Oh, I'm the wedding officiant, aren't I? No, I'm not. Did I not cast it? We're one character in and I didn't cast it. <laughs> All right, I'll be the wedding officiant. I now pronounce you artist man husband and artist woman wife. You may now kiss the artist. Both sides of the aisle erupt into applause. As Emerson and Carol kiss, Emerson's side of the aisle is filled entirely with fellow writers, all of whom hold up hardcover books they have penned, and they slam the sides of the books in lieu of applause. <laughs> Carol's side of the aisle, entirely fellow sculptors. They're all applauding with hands still covered in clay. Some are spinning clay and clapping the side of the clay. One has built a fully-sized statue, and the statue itself is clapping. Tastefully, of course. Cut to interior, wedding reception, upstate New York night. All the writers and sculptors and other wedding guests are standing around drinking, celebrating the newlyweds. Gathered around the bar is a writer, a sculptor, Emerson, Carol, and Jay, a firefighter who is Carol's second cousin. The writer is holding a copy. I don't think that ever comes back up. Why did I write Jay into this? I fucking forgot I had all these firefighter jokes. Oh, but they don't come up. They don't come up. <laughs> 
Oh man, they were, they were going to talk about how important their jobs were and Jay was going to stand there and have to leave for a fire. Okay. <laughs> the writer is holding a copy of his new memoir, Infinite or Jest. The writer speaks up. Time to not, huh? Bold move, my friends. What do you mean? I mean, well, you know, the married artist curse. The what? The married artist's curse, of course. The curse that says your art will fall off the moment you get married. It happens to everyone. Like who? Okay, so it's important that you know I wanted to look up a ton of cool, intelligent references to use here, <laughs> but I was tired and I did not. So just take the references at face value, but please know I wanted to give you more than what I give here. Uh, Dr. Seuss, for one. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> you hate me. <laughs> Bring that back up when you see the characters I play in Gene's script in a little bit. Yes, yes, Dr. Seuss and the sculptor who made the word love that sits in Midtown Manhattan, maybe. <laughs> After they got married, their next piece just spelled out like, and it's in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. <gasps> <laughs> Everyone gasps. <gasps> so you're me? saying that there's a chance our art falls off, loses its edge now that we're married? Precisely. Carol shoots a glance over to Emerson, who is shooting the exact same glance back her way. The siren noise stuff from Kill Bill starts playing. <laughs> wee wah, wee wah, until the screen turns bright red and the stare down continues until we're interrupted by the wedding DJ. Oh, <clears throat> all right, everybody, since this is an artist's wedding, we're still only going to be playing Slow Song by The National <laughs> on repeat the entire wedding, but don't let that stop you from getting out here and gazing those shoes. <laughs> Cut to title card, eight years later. <laughs> Interior, living room, upstate New York, day. Emerson and Carol's living room is littered with manuscripts and half-finished sculptures. There is no furniture. <laughs> the closest thing to furniture is a sculpture of a sofa, but no one is allowed to sit on it since it's art. Sitting on the floor in a corner is boy. Seven years old, Emerson and Carol still cannot decide on the right name for him. Since neither of them want to admit they haven't named him yet, both Emerson and Carol avoid talking directly to him. <laughs> thinking that will alleviate the awkwardness of him not having a name. It is dead silent in the living room aside from Emerson clacking away on an old-timey keyboard. Or typewriter. It says typewriter. Why did I say keyboard? <laughs> Carol is staring at a blank wall. Boy is letting the edge of a Trisket melt in his mouth <laughs> before he begins chewing it. Carol sneezes, breaking the silence, and Emerson erupts. I'm sorry, can you keep it down? <laughs> Fuck you, I don't love you anymore. Well, call me Atlas, because I'm shrugging in indifference. I told you, the references are low bar. <laughs> Fuck you, I can't make art with his marriage strangling me. Oh, you can't make your little sculptures. Big freaking deal. I'm trying to make real art here with words. I am main art. You are second main art in the house. You haven't written a book in 10 years. There are a lot of words. How do I know what order to put them in? <laughs> it's just so wonderful seeing your thoughts come to life. <laughs> Carol begins to hone her focus and gather energy like a Dragon Ball Z character. 
The sculptures in the room begin to slowly rumble. This is interrupted by boy. Do I have to go to school this year? Carol composes herself. What? School. You said some year I might finally get to leave the house and go to school. I'd love to meet another kid my age. There's a beat. Emerson then begins sobbing melodramatically. <laughs> the kind of sobbing that'll make an Oscar reel. <laughs> he scoots on his knees over to Carol and grabs her around the legs like that shot in the trailer. Someone say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's like, this is all adding up. (laughs) (laughs) Noah Bombach is here. He's like, ah, man. You saw it. Little does he know, one of them is a squid and the other is a whale in this one, too. (laughs) He scoots on his knees over over to Carol and grabs her by the legs like that one shot on the trail. He's crying so hard, it's like that time Kyle's parents gave his dog away without asking him because they were worried about how the dog would react to a new baby. And even though Kyle gets it a lot now and it makes sense, he thinks about it a lot. (laughs) I'm so sorry, I love you. Carol is still angry. Fuck you, I don't love you, you ruined my art. This makes Emerson angry again. Oh, I ruined your art. My typewriter gets jammed up more than a shit. I can't even come up with a metaphor. That's how fucked up I am. Carol starts breaking down crying now. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I love you. I know how much spur of the moment metaphors mean to you. Fuck you. You ruined my art. Oh, I ruined your art. I'm trying to mold the human experience into clay and you're clickety clacking away on that old typewriter. Get a fucking computer. Emerson breaks down crying again. You know the best writing happens when you don't go back and edit. Just ask Kyle about writing this script. I want a divorce. Boy crunches his Trisket. Cut two. I don't think I know how to write. (laughs) It's insane. I'll be like, how do I not have a good writing job? And then I look at what I made and I'm like, how do I wake up? How do I put on shoes? Cut to interior, restaurant, night. Emerson and Carol walk into some pretentious-ass restaurant. One of those restaurants with a name that has an ampersand in it and two words that don't go together, like bricks and chamomile or bliss and boards or some shit. The type of restaurant that serves bites and nosh or plates. Per a stipulation hidden deep within the fine print of Adam Driver's contract with Disney, as Emerson walks into the restaurant, the cantina music from the original Star Wars is playing. They sit down with Patricia, their lawyer. We need to get a divorce. Can't say that I'm surprised. Excuse me? I mean, you're two of the most self-absorbed people I've ever met. Self-absorbed? I wrote a whole fucking book about how not self-absorbed I am. Uh, uh, yeah, it's called Self-Repelled, and it's really good. I don't need you defending me. I'm not one of your later works. Fuck you, and it wasn't a book. It was a long essay, you hack. A server approaches the table. Hi, loud table. <laughs> my name is my name is Clarissa, and I'll be your server tonight. So we don't have menus per se, but we just write the specials on your foreheads with a sharpie, and you are forced to look at each other and communicate to get the full menu. Kind of our thing. Shout out Diner in Williamsburg. (laughs) 
Server Clarissa begins writing the specials on everyone's forehead, starting with Patricia. Our main special tonight is hair charcut cacciatore. It looked like charcuterie. <laughs> coated, coated in a mix of bay leaf, sage, and lemongrass. Oh, that sounds lovely. Nate Bayleaf. Bayleaf, yeah. yeah. Nayleaf. Bayleaf, sage, and lemongrass on rabbit does actually sound wonderful. I don't know. I think I'd prefer that mix if it was on something like foie gras. Emerson is starting to get angry, but he's trying so damn hard to keep it repressed. He's basically gritting his teeth. You think that seasoning would be better on duck? Carol is now pushing his buttons. I just think I'd prefer that seasoning on duck, yes. Emerson erupts. It's rabbit season! Duck seasoning! Rabbit seasoning! Duck seasoning! Rabbit seasoning! Duck seasoning! I gotta tell you, I started there and wrote backwards. (laughs) (laughs) This is the happiest I've ever been. Patricia steps in. (laughs) That's all, folks! Stop it right now! Clearly you need to get divorced! (laughs) Emerson takes a beat and looks into Carol's eyes and then starts bawling. The kind of heave crying that's only acceptable on the New York subway. I'm so sorry. I need you. I love you. Carol starts crying. <laughs> I'm sorry, too. I-, I love you, too. Marriage is so hard. <laughs> it is hard. It's it's like sculpting. Emerson is responding through tears, but starting to get defensive. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's more... I would say it's more like writing. It's hard. No, it's it, it's more like sculpting. Uh, you build something from nothing. Fuck you, it's more like writing. Fuck you, writing is for nerds. In a, in a fit of rage, Emerson grabs a steak knife from the table and throws it at Carol. Oh boy, sorry about this page, everybody. Here we go. Carol puts her hand in front of her face and the blade of the knife penetrates her palm, blood spurting onto her face. Am I still nailing it? Uh, <laughs> instead, of, instead of taking the knife out, of, out the way it came in, Carol pulls the knife all the way through her hand, <laughs> forcing the thicker knife handle through the small hole created by the blade. Blood is gushing out of her pulsating hand onto the table. Paragraph, paragraph two. Carol flips the table up and kicks it at Emerson, knocking him over. What ensues is a fight scene that would make Mr. and Mrs. Smith look like Mr. and Mrs. Smith go to Washington. (laughs) Carol steps up on the prongs of two forks, launching them up from the ground and stabs them into the sides of Emerson's ears where they remain the rest of the fight. They're just hitting each other with those reusable glass bottles restaurants just set on your table now so no one has to worry about refilling your glasses. Emerson pulls a manuscript out of his bag entitled The Bearable Lightness of Being Sad by Emerson and starts throwing pages out of it at Carol like he's Gambit throwing flaming cards. Carol's getting covered by hack faux deep paper cuts 
when she pulls a large clump of molding clay out of her purse. She quickly molds it into an exact full-size replica of Emerson, and after whispering, you are a singular artist into the clay's model's ears, it comes to life. Emerson is now fighting a clay version of himself. Ah, my one true enemy. (laughs) Myself. (laughs) The clay Emerson is overpowering the real one and tackles him to the ground, pinning him under one of those bench-style seats that every fucking restaurant has now that looks like a warehouse. Emerson struggles, looking for a way out, and his last breaths are leaving his lungs. He spots a Sharpie on the ground. In a move of desperation, he grabs the Sharpie and writes backwards on his own forehead, you are okay. (laughs) Reading the message, Clay Emerson is taken aback. He looks at real Emerson, then his own Clay hands, then back at real Emerson. Oh, Tommy, will you be Clay Emerson? (laughs) Dad? (laughs) Thank you, Tommy. (laughs) The Clay Emerson crumbles into pieces. Human Emerson climbs to his knees and looks over at Carol. He begins to cry and crawls over and once again grabs her around the legs. I'm so sorry. Marriage is just such a... Could you please not get tears on these pants? (laughs) They're new. Emerson erupts. They're not fucking new. You got them three months ago. I've only worn them eight times. Are you counting the day he brought them home and wore them around the house as one of those eight times? Or does that make it nine? Carol takes a beat. She bursts into tears. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I didn't count that as one of the eight. (laughs) Fade out. Fade into interior bedroom. It is the last page. Fade out into interior bedroom night. An older Emerson and an older Carol are sitting on a bed with a now 17-year-old boy. (laughs) And that, son, is how I met your mother. Can Can I have a name now? I fucking told you he'd bring up the name thing. Cut to black. End. That's the end. Well, somehow this typo remained in where I put cut to burbid? B-R-B-E-D. But anyways, how about that? Give it up for the marriage story cast, everybody. I feel pretty good. Tommy? Yes. Was I close? You know, uh, the only thing missing was my dad loudly sighing. Uh, <laughs> that's the only thing that this one didn't have, but the real one did. I always said if the, what's that OJ show with Cuba Gooding Jr.? You know what I'm talking about? The People versus the OJ pe- Simpson. If that show wanted to end accurately, it would have to end with my dad throwing the phone off the wall <laughs> as the verdict is read. All right. Uh, thank you guys very much for indulging my marriage story script. We're going to thank you. Um, we got a couple of mid mid script games. We're going to play the first. One we're going to play is a game called Guess What Movie Kyle's Dad Is Describing, having only watched the movie trailer and never having heard the movie. And so how it works, how it works is my dad is an old man in Missouri, and he has not been to a movie theater since he saw Space Jam in movie theaters. That is true. He, he doesn't watch any movies. He hasn't heard of any. He will watch a movie trailer. He will describe what is going on while he is watching the movie trailer, and you have to guess what movie trailer it is. So the four of you have Sharpies. Find some blank page somewhere. I want you to write down what you think it is while he's describing it, and then afterwards we're going to hold him up, and I'm going to let the audience vote with applause for who they think got right, got it right. 
All right, here we go. So this one's brand new. Even if you listen to the podcast, this one's never been on the podcast. This is a brand brand new one, unlike the other ones later. But this one's brand new right here. Okay. He wants to go, and she doesn't mind. His friends are saying he should get out. What's happening to her? She is going with them. Cool trees standing on a circle. Everyone saying welcome. Fancy circle. The sun is still out. Some other girl kicked him. He doesn't know exactly how long they've been together. Everyone is dressed the same and they're spinning. She's going from happy to crying to happy again. A lot of white shirts. A lot of quick cuts of sunny days, but scary stuff. Dinner at a very long table. An old man claps in his face. She scream crying. Quick shots. Some bloody stuff. Weird chanting. Weird violin. He was most excited for her. I think that's the end, but there's like a minute and a half more of just dead air. <laughs> it just keeps going. Uh, okay, so let's everyone write down what you think it is. We had a few really, really quick guesses right here. I think almost at the exact same time with the same answer. Okay. Uh, go ahead and, and turn them around and let's see. Let them, everyone see what we got. So we got three Midsummers and an Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I want to play it back under the guise of Alice in Wonderland. Let's, we're not even going to vote. This one is Midsummer. We're not even going to vote. But we're, let's, let's play it back and let's all pretend in our minds that this is Alice in Wonderland. Okay. He wants to go and she doesn't mind. Okay, okay. His friends are saying he should get out. What's happening to her? She is going with them. Cool trees standing on a circle. Killing it right Everyone now. saying welcome. Fancy circle. The sun is still out. Some other girl kicked him. He doesn't know exactly how long they've been together. It's the queen of hearts. Everyone is dressed the same and they're spinning. Wow. She's going from happy to crying to happy again. A lot of white shirts. A lot of quick cuts of sunny days, but this really scary could, stuff. This could honestly be Alice in Wonderland. Dinner at a very long table. <laughs> this is insane. Claps in his face. She scream crying. Okay. That's Quick me watching shots. Alice in Wonderland. Some bloody stuff. Incredible. Incredible. I don't remember all the bloody stuff, but the rest of it. Okay. All right. Uh, great guesses. Great guesses. Apparently, Ari Aster's a hack ripping off Alice in Wonderland. I won't tell him. Um, 
All right, Tommy. So I want you to explain. Tommy had a fun idea for a game uh, that we're going to play here as well related to the scripts. So explain what you want to do. Uh, so I'd also never read the scripts, and I, I am going to play the chorus of the Oscar-nominated song from each script. So that's <laughs> what I'm going to do, uh, much like Randy Newman in the Oscars. Yeah, so this uh, is, uh, we'll call this Tommy improvises a song based on the script he just heard for the first time, and that song would be nominated for the Oscar from that movie. Uh, this would be Marriage Story. Yes. Wait for this to get uh, Now as I wait for the keyboard to turn on and get unmuted, let's just think about how happy we are all to be here. <laughs> and uh, Are we... Uh, uh, I'm getting a thumbs up, but there's no music coming out. So those two things aren't... We could get back to it later. If you yeah, want. maybe we might have to. It's not uh, muted up there? The thumbs up does not help here. <laughs> Is it time to change your approach and switch to Air Supra, albuterol budesonide? Now you can virtually connect with a doctor to discuss your options and see if it's time to make a change. If appropriate, you may even be able to get a prescription for Air Supra the same day. Talk to a doctor today and see if Air Supra is right for you. Visit airsupraconnect.com to connect with a provider. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the deal. Twenty-one plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Fuck it. Let's do another dad game while we figure out the keyboard. All right. We'll get back to that one. We'll get back to that one. All right. This one has been on the show before. Tommy, go ahead and go back down and get a guess on this one. Here we go. Here we go. This is another one. No. Maybe you got to use a typewriter. Okay. Um, here we go. Okay. Why is she breaking the elevator? This guy seems super tall. He's going to hit his head in there. It seems like he's starting a new job and his wife wants him to start a family. I might have to watch this again, but that tiny door takes you where? So it's those guys being that guy. If you're going to scream a name, that's a good name to scream. I mean, there's so much time left, but it's just him talking to my mom. 
Okay, I guess that is it. There's literally 44 more seconds on that recording. All right, let's see. What do we, Tommy want to... Blank, Tommy's blank. Tommy's blank. Uh, Gene, what do you think it is? Being John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich. Robert? My Giant with Billy Crystal. My Giant with Billy Crystal. Taylor, what do you think? All right, Fight Club. Okay, so we're going to uh, vote applaud here for which one you think it, it, it is, and it could literally be none of them. Um, so we'll also have an option where Tommy wins for not filling it out. All right, so please applaud if you agree with Gene that it is being John Malkovich. Okay. Please applaud if you agree with Robert that it is My Giant, the movie we all think about all the time. The movie on the forefront of our brains on a daily basis. My Giant. There was the line, the man is too tall. <laughs> I know, you started writing the second line is, the man is too tall, and Robert's like, there's only one movie with tall. <laughs> George Mirasan? Okay, the movie yeah. where the tall man is. Could have been the sixth man. Okay, uh, and then clap if you think it's Fight Club. Clap if you think it's Fight Club. Okay, and clap it's if you think... all those guys being that guy. And now clap if you agree with Tommy that it's none of them. Clap if you agree with Tommy that it's none of them. Well, folks, <laughs> Jesus. it is being John Malkovich. Wow. The fucking elevator. The elevator. And then he was yelling, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Who's too I'm tall? I'm very good at this game. I need yeah. to hang out with your dad. I know, you are so good. <laughs> what, who is too tall in being John Malkovich? The elevator, because um, uh, they go to the, the half floor. John Cusack yeah, John is too Cusack. tall? Oh. Notoriously tall John Cusack? Uh, yes. Cause oh, because he doesn't fit. That's right, because it's, it's a half, half floor. floor. Okay. All right. We're like rationalizing that. We're like, oh, we see where he was coming from. Okay, new cards, new script. Tommy, in this scene, you will be playing Robert De Niro, makeup artist, and Joker. <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> I'll be playing MC and someone named Cy, and spoiler alert, Batman's dad. <laughs> Gene, you'll be playing Joker's mom. Of course. <laughs> All right. Robert, you're reading it because you wrote this one. Yeah. Oh boy, here we go, Taylor. You'll be playing. Wait, which one were we at here? Uh, this. That's all Gene's characters. You'll be playing girl. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. And here we go, Mark Maron. <laughs> <laughs> It makes so much sense. <laughs> Podcast war. It. Podcast <laughs> war. Can I just point out the, the front page of the script just says written by with how no name. How twisted is no that? No title. What a sick, sadistic, twisted turn of... Except Robert's where he hand wrote a title page on only his script that only he will ever see. <laughs> It That's says Joker written by Joker question mark. <laughs> and it's a joke for only you. <laughs> Am I Joker? <laughs> okay. The question I ask myself, having never seen this movie. Am I Joker? Am I Joker? <laughs> All right. Robert, anything you want to preface or do you want to talk about it afterwards? Um well I mean obviously I haven't seen the movie. How many people here have seen the movie? I can't believe that. That's it, not. Didn't it Oscar? Didn't it Oscar? <laughs> I sound like I'm pitching insurance on the subway. <laughs> Aren't you Oscar? Um, I saw it at Williamsburg Cinema and there was a fight in the line. That's a true story. <laughs> That's how fucked up this movie is. <laughs> 
It made <laughs> every movie we're like, I didn't really see it, I didn't really see it. And then Tommy's like, I watched it while the Titanic sang. <laughs> I watched it with the band. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> Did you like the movie? Uh no. Okay, great. <laughs> I I I like the fucking movie. You saw it? Yeah. Uh, me and my husband went to see it, and I think people were like really um, confused that we had a really good time at it. Like <laughs> at the movies, they were like, "That's not right." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You don't know me. I'm fucked up." <laughs> you don't know me. Wait, Gene, you're Joker? A little bit. You're a little Joker. <laughs> More than I should be. <laughs> Taylor, have you seen Joker? I haven't seen any movie. Oh, actually. that's right. Tell everyone the movie you've seen. I've seen exactly one movie, and it was the Judd Apatow-produced Heavyweights, which came out in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. The way you said it so casually, too, you're like, I haven't seen any movies. Well, I've seen Heavyweights. <laughs> like, when you got back out here. <laughs> I've seen it multiple times. Features a teenage Kenan Thompson, everybody, and almost nobody else of note, um, but everybody should see it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a brilliant I film. love when they hide the Oh, yeah, Bruce and, and Ben Stiller. Post. Yeah. Ben Stiller playing himself and his father. <laughs> you, yeah. you got to watch it. Ben still him. Okay. No one's happy about any of this. All right, Joker. Take us in, Robert. Exterior, Gotham City, 70s, night. We fly through the streets of Gotham City, which is just New York, back when it was cool. If you think... If you think porno theaters are cool... Steam pours from every manhole cover. We see rich families in tuxedos and gowns watch, walking past homeless families. A saxophone player plays on the corner. We close up on a man flicking a coin into his saxophone case. Aaron Eckhart, playing a young Harvey Dent, winks directly at the camera. We hear Joker on stage at an open mic. There's nothing funny about being a comedian. <laughs> I did direct Tommy into what I think the Joker sounds like. Interior nightclub. The smoke hangs heavy in the candlelight of the club. Most of the chairs are empty. Joker is on stage. Have you ever noticed how serious everyone is? You know, I often wonder. We see his face for the first time. Why so serious? Title, Joker. <laughs> Interior, nightclub, night. Joker walks off the stage to light applause as the MC takes the stage. Well, thank God that is over. Your next act is... He looks at a piece of paper. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Mark Marin is standing at the bar and walks over to Joker. This crowd, man. <laughs> they, just, they just didn't get you. I get you, man. The Joker smiles and looks up. Finally, a friend. <laughs> a friend in Mark Marin. I just have never been able to understand why everyone is so serious all the time. Listen, I, I, I'm the booker of The Tonight Show with Robert De Niro. I booked the show a day earlier at, at open mics. Uh, this is how the comedy industry works, man. How would you like to do the show tomorrow? 
Joker smiles and nods. Great. See you tomorrow. Mark Marin walks away. Joker is happy, but he also looks crazy. <laughs> he smiles and the music swells to let you know he is scary. We zoom in on his face as we hear Rodney Dangerfield saying he gets no respect. <laughs> Cut to interior. Size signs. Day. The next day, Joker does a weird walk into a large sign warehouse and factory. Joker bumps into large men working the sign assembly line. Joker is awkward as fuck. He enters his boss's office. Sigh of size signs looks like a mobster. His walls are covered in photographs of signs. Sigh of size signs loves signs. Hey, you're late. Sorry, I got booked on the Tonight Show for tonight. Hey, you're still doing that comedy shit? You're not funny. <laughs> Everyone who listens to the podcast is like, this is Kyle's fucking wet dream right now. <laughs> doing a stereotypical Italian accent with no repercussion. Hey, you're not funny. Hey, you're maybe you're funny looking. Sai high fives one of his goons standing next to his desk. Hey, tell you what, why don't you put on a clown makeup while you spin today and look a real funny? <laughs> Joker puts on clown makeup. I did choose the casting. <laughs> Exterior, crime alley. Crime alley. <laughs> Joker is spinning his sign. A group of teenagers run up to him and beat him up. Break his sign. Beaten up and dejected, Joker returns to Psy with a broken sign. Interior Psy's office. Psy is raging mad. <coughs> Are you broke my check cashing store sign? I thought it was my favorite sign. I loved that sign like a son. <laughs> Oh, you're fired. I get it out. But, but boss, I. A sigh, a nada. Very proud. Very proud. Very proud. I rehearsed that in an Uber. I reject that joke. <laughs> I don't. Size henchmen carry Joker and toss him out the door into a puddle. Cut to interior, coffee shop. Joker, dirty and still wet from the puddle, looks into the window of a coffee shop and sees the girl he has a crush on. She doesn't get a name in this film. He tries to fix his hair. <laughs> he tries to fix his hair and walks into the coffee shop. Joker is awkward and creepy as fuck. I'm doing a spot on The Tonight Show tonight, so I figured we could celebrate by having sex. <laughs> No, I only want to be friends. But I want to have sex with you. <laughs> and therefore, I should be able to. You're making me celibate. <laughs> celibate, not by my own volition. I wouldn't be celibate if it was my choice. But I am celibate. I am involuntarily celibate. That's too long to say I'm an incel. <laughs> Um, I think you should leave. <laughs> Joker leaves the coffee shop and looks back at her in the window. A handsome man sits down with girl and kisses her. Joker's upset. <laughs> Cut to interior Joker's house. Joker lives with his mother in a gross house. Come give me a bath! 
I'm doing the Tonight Show tonight. I can't. Bathe your mother! Joker bathes his mother. <laughs> One stage direction. Joker bathes his mom. I saw the trailer. Oh, I feel like I overwrote. You're not funny. I do not love you. Jesus Christ, Robert. Joker drops a toaster into the bathtub. His mother is electrocuted and dies. Joker laughs? This guy's crazy. <laughs> Cut to interior television studio. Joker sits in a makeup chair. How would you like your makeup done? Make me look like a clown. Everybody loves a clown. This motherfucker crazy. <laughs> I was both parts. Joker gets his clown makeup put on in slow motion. He puts on the suit and stares at himself in the mirror. Mark Marin and Robert De Niro walk to the door. Big fan, nice to meet you. You talking to me? Wait. <laughs> Wait, does taxi drive also exist in this universe? What's your name? My full name is Joseph Kerpowowitz. <laughs> but when you bring me up, can you just say Joe Kerr? Okay, hold on. How insane is it that now they're off board? <laughs> that lost them. <laughs> like, I don't know. Sure, that's like how I'm Bob to my friends, but Robert professionally. <laughs> Are you going to kill tonight? Oh, I'll kill for sure. We should all slowly walk off the stage while Tommy's doing this. I will kill tonight. Oh, yes, I will kill again. Great, great, right attitude. <laughs> Interior television studio. It's the Tonight Show with Robert De Niro with special guests Lois Lane, played by Rachel Maddow, and comedy by Joker. The Joker stands behind the curtain and dances in slow motion, waiting for his set during the entire show. Now, lady, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is a comedian. Please welcome Joker. Joker walks. <laughs> Joker, Joker walks out onto the stage. He doesn't say anything for a long time. It gets dead quiet. <clears throat> As a straight white man, <laughs> I get no respect. Uh, no respect at all, I tell you. And to, and to all my fellow straight white men who have been called creepy or weird or different or been put in the friend zone or have mommy issues it's time for us to rise up and be violent some men in the crowd cheer robert de niro has had enough okay okay that's enough sorry folks sorry wait bob i didn't get to do my closer joker pulls a knife and stabs robert de niro he laughs as the audience screams and flees uh, 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 
WTF. <laughs> Gotham City, I am Joker. I love chaos. Let's all commit crime and riot. <laughs> Guys, I'm really trying here. Give me something. <laughs> Oh Guys, I'm really Joker. trying here. That's closer to the line from Joker than anything else, I feel like. That's what it said on the front of the screener. Exterior, whatever the Bronx of Gotham City is. Day. Happy for the first time, Joker dances down a long flight of stairs. People start putting on clown masks and rioting in the street. News reports announced because of Joker's late night set, crime is on the rise. Cut to exterior, theater, crime alley, night. A rich family walk out of a theater and into an alley. I love you, my son, Bruce Wayne. And my, and my wife, Martha. I love having parents. Joker stands in the alley in the shadows. Knock, knock. Please, sir, this is no time for jokes. It's always time for jokes. Joker kills the Waynes, then looks at Bruce. And I'll see you later. <laughs> Joker disappears. Bruce Wayne looks at the sky with tears in his eyes as a bat flies by. We hear the Joker laugh one last time. <laughs> the end. So twisted. So twisted. Okay. What? How close was he? He's pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty people who've seen Joker, was he pretty close? Yeah. All right. Where'd just, you get that hat? And can I <laughs> Where did Tommy get a hat all of a sudden? Can I just say that these cows are being artificially inseminated and it's uh, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix's speech at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I, but what about the cows? Okay, uh, are we ready with this thing? How do we feel? All right, let, I want to hear. We'll do. We'll do Joker. We'll get. We'll get back to Mary. Let's hear. Tommy McNamara plays the Oscar-nominated song from the script for the movie Robert Dean has never seen Joker. <laughs> I really, I really did not have time to write this because I was too busy giving my all. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> Gotham City. Do you ever have a laugh? Cause he's been played by Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger, but never Zach Braff. Let Zach Braff play the Joker! Thank you. <laughs> Truly, truly a sorry state of, sorry garden state of affairs up here, everybody. Um, folks, all right. Wow. You want to do the marriage story one? Sure. <laughs> sit, sit down. I was just fucking kidding. Uh, but seriously, you want to do that marriage story thing real quick? All right. We're going to play the last dad game of the podcast of today. I keep forgetting this is, people are going to have to listen to this. Um, all right, here we go. It's our last one, uh, and then we got another scene. We got another little song, and then we're feeling good. All right, here we go. Okay, he's playing racquetball. 
White. All right, that's it. What do you guys have? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Here, let me, oh, fuck. I deleted it on accident. Here we go. Okay. He's playing racquetball. Why did she say thank you when the woman was talking to him? He gave him an envelope and told him to have some fun. He's watching a weird video with a bunch of quick shots, like he's being hypnotized or brainwashed. Someone falling. Everyone knows who he is, but he doesn't know them. There's a body in the street and he found it. Everyone is paranoid, running, falling. They're trying to kill him. He's yelling on a roof, seeing who is part of it. I guess they were supposed to make his life fun. Okay. Gene is writing a book. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, uh, Tommy, what do you think it is? I wrote Limitless? Clap if you're on Team Limitless. Well, we'll see all the options first. All Thank right, you, lone friend. <laughs> it's fun that you still, after the Joker thing, I'm surprised someone's still on your side here. Uh, <laughs> all right, no, no, uh, Gene, what do you think? Racketball the movie. <laughs> that sounds like a Pixar short. <laughs> All right, Robert. Loose change? <laughs> the 9-11 conspiracy theory documentary <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> we all remember the trailer. <laughs> Loose change. <laughs> How could you forget that trailer? All right. Um, okay, Taylor, what do you think? Inception. Inception. All right, we have our options here. Applaud for who you agree with. We'll start applaud for Limitless. Not again. <laughs> we got My a man. in the back. I believe it's an employee. All right. Applaud for Get Out, Clockwork Orange. And Racquetball the Movie. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Applaud for... <laughs> no, don't. I yeah, you know what? I, actually, you're right. Kyle, Nowhere do before I before the show, and wouldn't it be funny if someone did lose change? It was on my <laughs> mind. I thought it'd be funny if you wrote that as a script that you'd never seen loose. Anyways, um, <laughs> we don't need any audio of me saying applaud for loose change going out there. Well, fuck, there it is. There it is right there. There is the clip. There's your ringtone. All right, and, and Taylor, applaud for Inception. For Inception. It is Black History Month. I want everyone to remember. <laughs> Uh, applaud if you think it's none of those. Okay. Well, you are right. It is none of those. I should have done the blank sheet again. You should have done that blank sheet, uh, Mr. McIntosh. Let's, uh, does anyone, all right, does anyone have a guess? Foreign identity? Yeah. The, game. the game. It is the game. Oh, Michael Douglas! Fuck! It's the game. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. What's up, folks? Uh, taking an ad out on my own podcast just so I can let you know about, uh, once again, these upcoming dates I have for my Hard to Say show. March 22nd, I'm in Denver. March 24th, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And March 27th, Fort Collins, Colorado. If you're there, if you know anyone there, it would mean 
the world to me if you let people know about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing more shows as well. Seattle, Portland, Santa Cruz, Bay Area, look out for that. But if, if you could please let people know the 22nd, 24th, and 27th, I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins doing comedy about my experience living with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, a.k.a. suicide disease. This is a show I've been working out uh, for a while that that has been extremely fulfilling and uh, wonderful, uh, you know, despite not being good feeling physically. Um, you know, I know I harp about it a lot and all this stuff going on with my medical situation. This has been sort of my coping and my reason for continuing. So I have, uh, uh, I'm excited to finally do it somewhere else other than Los Angeles. So please, if you're in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, go to kyleayers.com slash shows, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S.com slash shows. Uh, I have a mailing list you can sign up for there as well. It'll let you know when I'm in your area. That's the best stuff you could do to possibly support me would be that sort of thing there. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this was a, I hope I uploaded this ad properly to my own show. No, my dad has seen Born Identity. He fucking loves it. <laughs> Every time my dad sees a pen now, he's just like, you can fucking, you know what you can do with it? And I'm like, you couldn't. You couldn't. He couldn't. That was scripted. I think he actually thinks Matt Damon, mur my dad is, thinks he murdered people. Okay. All right, we're here once again at the, the gene portion of the show. God damn it. <laughs> um, oh, let's go through who everyone's going to play. This is the Taylor section. All right, Tommy. Yes. Oh, Gene, tell them what movie you've never seen. Um, so I've never seen Cool Hand Luke. Who uh, here's seen Cool Hand Luke? Yeah, I feel like I, I knew the thing from it, which is the eggs. Um, and then other than that, I really struggled on like where to go with the hand. Um, <laughs> and I think this is like the fourth version of this that I wrote. All right, so I Robert, was like, yeah, this is it. You will be the prisoner. I think there's a couple of them. So you'll be the prisoner. Uh, Tommy, you are Guard Peterson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you will also be playing Bad Touch Ronnie. <laughs> Bad Touch Ronnie. Real, real sorry like about this. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah? I've been typecast in a way I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Touch Ronnie was the Joker's name. I also knew it was good because right after I sent it to you, you just sent me a text back that said, Gene. Yeah, two seconds, Gene. <laughs> Gene. All right, Taylor, you will be Luke, the titular Luke. Woo! You will also be Guard 2, the titular Guard 2. So good. From the sequel to Guard. And guard. you will be Cleft Chin Greg. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. And Gene, uh, you will be cook and narrator. Okay. Um, and I saved this for last because I also don't really want audio of me saying I this. I know. I'm. I will be playing uh, Lynchy Frank. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the '60s. They say That's... if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> and Lynchy Frank <laughs> never works. Lynchy Frank is out never. here. You should subscribe to his Patreon. Okay, and. All right, Jesus Christ. That's what I, the first Woo! thing I saw when I opened it was 80 point font, Lynchy Frank. And I was like, oh, Gene had a nice time with this. She had a nice time with this. All right. Uh, and then this is it. Thank you guys for coming to the show. Oh, we'll have a song at the end. We're going to have a song at the end. Thank you guys for coming. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Interior. Daytime, but whatever. It's prison. Prison big room. 
A ray of light peeks through a small window, small enough for a ray of light to get in, but not for people to get out. Because prison. Four or 27 prisoners hang in various states of 1960s lounging that five types of white guy would have done in that era. A harmonica is played, but no one is playing a harmonica. A guard hustles a prisoner in by the arm. He shoves the prisoner the expected amount for prison. The prisoner stumbles, yet quickly regains his footing, like a man's man. He keeps one hand in his pocket. No one looks up. The guard spits on the floor and addresses the room. Now, fellas, this here is cool. The prisoner interrupts him without turning around. I bet you think you're a real big man. The harmonica stops. Prisoners look up and cigarettes drop out of their mouths, but no one puts them out. Who cares? The guard steps forward and breathes down the back of the prisoner's neck. Shit is tense. What did you say? The prisoner smirks and doesn't turn around. Oh, I think you heard what I said. Think you're a big man inside these walls, don't you? These walls meant to make us feel small and forgotten. Lock us up in here like animals. Animals. And you, you work at the zoo. Feel as if you finally have control over something in your life? Is that about right? Hold on, can we all look and admire how Robert's sitting right now to play this character? <laughs> is this right on? I am the That's what I wanted. <laughs> He's the Joker, right? Yeah. <laughs> the prisoners begin standing because this is a good speech. The guard breathes heavy through his flaring nostrils. Shut your mouth or I'll shut it for you. The prisoner turns on his heel slowly. Why, I'd quite much like to see that. The guard grabs the prisoner and throws him against the wall, choking him. The other prisoners yell in a rabble, rabble way, stuff you'd yell in that situation. (laughs) Ah. That made me mildly uncomfortable. Yeah, that was very, too in unison. Yeah. Another guard rushes in. Peterson! Peterson, what are you doing? The guard drops the prisoner into a heap on the floor. The prisoner's rabbling stops. It's fine. (laughs) The guard Peterson smooths his guard outfit and clears his throat. Nothing. Playing in trash. (laughs) Well, cut it out. We got a situation in the cafeteria. This is a weirder choice Tommy is making than the Joker. (laughs) It's it's, it's on point, though. It is. It's fucking great. The guard Peterson bends down to the prisoner. Got lucky. I'll see you again. I can't wait. Both guards leave. The prisoner pushes himself to his feet with one arm as two men approach. (laughs) So sorry. That was a some entrance. So lynchy. <laughs> you uh, must have got a lot of. It says got a lot of, and that's what made me make this decision. <laughs> I can see that. You must got a lot of nerve coming in here, standing up at the Peterson like that. He's just a man like you and me. Suppose. I'm lynchy. <laughs> I'm a lynchy Frank. Yeah, you are. Uh, uh this a cleft chin, Greg. <laughs> Oh, what's your name? 
The prisoner takes out a cigarette and lights it with one hand. It's awkward and takes 30 seconds. Oh. The men sigh. I'm Luke. Oh yeah, I guess now Taylor plays that from the, for the rest of the scene. <laughs> so sorry, prisoner. It's totally fine. I have to go to the bathroom anyways. <laughs> You're really leaving right now? I have no <laughs> other role! Where do you think you're going? No, stay to the fucking end! You gotta just to walk out of prison you like that. You gotta just to go. It's a prison! Ah, uh, you gotta dig a tiny hole behind your poster. <laughs> How are you gonna get out? Through the hole? You and haven't you, even dug the hole yet. You're taking the dust from the rock and you You don't even have a poster! Ah. Uh, give it up for Robert Small Bladder Dean, everybody. <laughs> go pee. Go pee. We'll wait. Jeez. We all have to pee in front of each other. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Taylor is now Clef, Chin, Greg, and Luke. Uh, You want me to do Luke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, no, no, she's Luke. You want to do Luke and and Clef, Chin, Greg? Happy to. All right, let's take it from the prisoner takes out a cigarette. We'll do that again. The prisoner takes out a cigarette and lights it with one hand. It's awkward and takes 30 seconds. The men sigh. And then, Taylor, you can do the prisoner line, too. I'm Luke. (laughs) What, Luke? I don't follow. See, uh, my name is Lynchy Frank. (laughs) It sounds like he designs racist trapper keepers. Yeah, you see, in this in this one, the rainbow unicorn has a little uh, triangle hat on. Uh, the kids are like it. Uh, who doesn't like an accessories hat? It's good. You're learning, and also it's a, it's a nicer hat. Uh, my wife Elisa, she hates me. <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, my name is Lynchy Frank. I like it a Lynch. I, I, I like it on my whole on drive. Uh, <laughs> Silencio. This here is Clef Chin Greg, as you can see. I possess the popular chin of now. It's a manly. <laughs> now over there, we got an arson jack, a pigeon toe Phil, and a bad touch Ronnie. We got these names from our outstanding physical attributes, or what they say we allegedly, allegedly did. Yes, I understand. Okay. <laughs> so what I'm asking here, Luke, is a what is a, a what a, a what are the, that they call you? Sorry to disappoint, fellas. They just call me Luke. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to go lay down in that tiny ray of sun. <laughs> Lynchy Frank furrows his brow, and narrows his eyes. All right, then. A Luke. I'd at least. Like to shake the hand of the man who stood up to Peterson. This accent is, what is this all accent? over the place. <laughs> this accent is third whiskey ginger. Jeez. A respect. Lynchy Frank extends his hand and Luke just stares at it. Oh, something wrong, Luke? You're not gonna shake my hand? Maybe some other time. Luke walks in a very wide arc around Lynchy Frank and Clef Chin Greg and lays on the floor in the tiny ray of sunlight. Clef Chin Greg starts to walk after him angrily. Hey, who do you think you are? I don't know where mine's going either. (laughs) Hey, who do you think you are? 
Why I oughta. Lynchy Frank holds him back. Oh no, clap the chill, Greg. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew him from somewhere. Now I face, what <laughs> am I doing? Oh, come on. We'll get him a later. We'll get him a all right. <laughs> Interior, night, Luke Cell. Or I don't what? know if I'm helping this or hurting this, oh, but I'm doing something to it. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> fucked up already. Uh, interior, night. Robert Dean returns. Robert Dean is back from peeing. Wow, the loose change guy returns at what time? <laughs> exactly 9-11. Oh my God. Wow. That's incredible. Wow, jingle jangle, Robert. Jingle that is jangle. Incredible. But how did stall seven fall? <laughs> That's not okay. This is all in, oh, for the record for the podcast. This is all in the script. Holy that was crazy. shit! It was crazy. I can't believe I paid Robert five dollars to go stand over there until nine eleven. Worth it. Very right. much worth it. All right. Are you are you doing Luke again? No, no. She's still Luke. Oh, she was only Luke. Luke when it was the prisoner. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Luke is awakened by oh, interior night. Luke cellar, whatever the sleep setup was. I have no idea. Luke is awakened by hands holding him down. Someone clamps a hand over his mouth as he struggles. Blindfolded, he can make out the voices of Lynchy Frank and Clef Chin Greg. I'll sit him up. Tie his legs. Stop touching me, Ronnie. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like we're all blaming Tommy for this too much. <laughs> It's just casting. <laughs> Lynchy Frank takes the blindfold off violently. Aha! I guess a who, Luke? <laughs> uh, I could hear you. Um, <laughs> and earlier you, you said you were going to get me, so... Lynchy Frank slaps Luke across the face. Shut up! I'm a sick about... I'm a sick of you. <laughs> This is hurting my head to do this voice. I know why you didn't want to shake my hand. Take your hand out of your pocket. No. Take a, You know what? I'll do it for you. Lynchy Frank and Luke struggle. Frank pulls Luke's hand out of his pocket and holds his wrist up as Luke lets out a defeated cry. Ah! <laughs> that's a cry that's defeated by this whole show so far. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The prisoners gasp. <gasps> Lynchy Frank holding Luke's wrist up as Luke drops his head, sobbing softly. Behold! <laughs> Frank breathes heavy. Luke sobs. <laughs> Everyone stares silently. I don't... What exactly are we supposed to be looking at here? Uh, does anyone... Here's a fucking hand, Greg. Uh, touch it. Come on, touch his hand. Please, no, just leave me be. Why? This is weird, Frank. Oh my God, y'all. I better touch Ronnie. Get over here. With pleasure. <laughs> Did the hat go backwards for that? <laughs> Bad touch Ronnie looks like he's here to like talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, you can mine from your house. Ronnie runs over and grabs Luke's hand. Everyone leans in. Uh, while I like the touching, I don't. Oh, Ronnie, do you not feel that? Frank, uh, a hint on what I'm supposed to be getting here. Oh, Jesus Christ on a stick, Ronnie. 
You don't feel how his hand is a a slightly colder than a normal hand? (laughs) If you're just now getting it, that's on you. (laughs) What? It's a fucking hand! His hand is... It's cool! It's cool, all right? My hand is cool. Please stop. Sentimental music. All my life, I knew my hand was different. It was never a normal temperature. My mama wouldn't hold my hand crossing the street because my hand was just slightly cooler than her hand. And my wife, my wife, every time I touched her, she'd move a little and say, ooh. (laughs) Do you know what that does to a man? Do you know how it feels to have have a hold a glass of brandy 20 seconds longer than anyone else? It's hell. That's why I killed them all. (laughs) Ronnie drops Luke's hand and slowly backs away. I'm a regular man, like all of you. I can't be cool hand Luke anymore. I can't. Oh, thank you. Wow. Wow. Y'all, it, it's a normal temperature hand. <laughs> a really? Mm, possibly even a little warm. He's fucking nuts. Luke wipes his tears with his hand. Oh, uh, oh what, what's that, you guys? Um, a, a nothing. A nothing to cool. Everyone glares at Frank. A nothing, Luke. I'm a, a we're sorry. Sorry, sorry. We're sorry. Let Everyone apologize. Let me give you a hug. So sorry. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, you guys are good friends. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like it was from heavyweights. I can feel you like. <laughs> hey, I know what we can do. We can, we can get me a new nickname, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Sure, sure, Luke. Whatever you want. What uh, what kind of name you thinking about? Oh, I don't know. Maybe something I'm good at? Well, take your time and think about it. Oh, I know. I can eat so many eggs. <laughs> okay, I guess that's it then. E- egg, e- egg Luke? I don't, I, I can eat like 70 eggs. Uh, no, you can't. Sure he can. Shut up, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I can. I'm going to show you. Just untie me and I'll show you. Gene, this is the most insane I shit don't, I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't really want to untie you, Luke. Fucking untie me and watch me eat eggs. <laughs> Interior, prison, kitchen. The prison chef, cook, whatever, stands with his arms crossed. No, I'm, I'm not boiling 70 eggs. <laughs> this is a prison. We don't have an unlimited amount of eggs to fucking play with. <sighs> Luke starts breathing hard. <sighs> Interior, prison kitchen, two hours later. Blood drains out of the cook's body that is slumped next to the stove. Bleary-eyed, Frank, Ronnie, and Greg stand, cry, and stare at Luke. He is covered in blood and eggshells. Oh, but we all groaned during my script when one (laughs) knife got thrown. 
The room smells of death, yolks, and farts. <laughs> he is stuffing numerous eggs into his mouth, laughing maniacally and singing. I am the Eggman. <laughs> they are the Eggman. I am the walrus. That's the Gugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugug